0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want to kind of have a recap um, about spiritual authority a little bit. Um, the I, I want to go like, kind of like, principle, and understanding. So I want you to understand the importance of authority right now. Okay? I want to go right through it just slow. What does that mean, the importance of authority? Pastor Chris, I know this means something. I don't know. You're kind of talking about it all the time lately, you know, and I I don't know what you're talking about. And I want to know, but I don't know, and I need help, and I don't know if, if you're going to, you know, is God... Uh, going to help me. Yes, he's going to help you. And I'm going to show you this in a minute because I think it's really, really super important that you see this. Um, and I got this going for you here. So I want to I pull this up. What is the importance of authority? Well, to be, to be perfectly clear about this, the importance of authority is we have to understand who established this authority, okay? That's the big one. Who established this authority? And once you get an understanding of who established this authority, boy, this authority thing starts going a lot easier, okay? So I got exactly what I need for you now, okay? Who established this? It says in, in Romans 13, 1 through 7, King James is great. I want you to kind of see this. Let every soul be in subject to the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. Okay? The powers that be are ordained of God. Therefore, he that resists the power resistance the ordinances of God. And they that would stand shall receive to themselves Judgment. For the rulers are not a terror to the good work, but to the evil. And wouldest thou have no fear of power? Do that which is good, and you shall have praise the same. For he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is a minister of God, an avenger for wrath to him that doeth evil. Wherefore, you must need be in subjection, not only because of the wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause you pay tribute also. For they are ministers of God's service, attending continually upon this very thing, rendering to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, and fear to whom fear is what? Honor to his what? He's honor. So, what are we understanding? God's throne has always been established in authority. Now, if you read First Corinthians 13... And the message Bible, I think it is, that First Corinthians, uh, scripture I gave you, I'm sorry, Romans, I'm all, I'm all messed up here. The Romans 13, 1 through 7. Let's read Romans 13, 1 through 7. And I think it's the message I want. Yeah. Now, watch the breakdown of this in the message. Be a good citizen. All governments are under God. Peace and order. It's God's order. So live responsible as a citizen. So that means this. We live by the law of the land. Okay? If you're irresponsible to the state, then you're irresponsible with God. And God will hold you responsible. So it's saying, you live by the law of the land. Now, some of the law of the land does not agree with our beliefs. That doesn't mean your beliefs supersede the law of the land. You must live within the laws of the land. God said that. Okay? Duly constituted authorities are only a threat if you're trying to get by with something. Decent citizens should have nothing to fear. Do you want to be on good terms with the government? Be a responsible citizen and you'll what? You'll get on just fine. The government working to your advantage. But if you're breaking the rules light and left, watch out. The police aren't there just to be admired in their uniforms. God also has an interest in keeping order and he uses them to do it. That's why you must live responsibly, not just to avoid punishment, but also because it's the right way to live. That's also why you pay your taxes. So that in order we lay a life, Can be maintained. Fulfill your obligations as citizens, pay your taxes, pay your bills, respect your leaders. Boy, that's a mouthful, ain't it? And that's why, like, you see this stuff that was going on in America not too long ago, and you go, oh, look at that. I'm like, yeah, look at that. That's rebellion. Well, that's not popular. I don't really care if it's popular, it's the truth. When people rise up against certain things, they're manifesting their rebellion. Because look, here's the deal. If you're doing the right thing, you'll never have a problem in life. That's a big one right there. Rebellious people find problems all the time. Let me let you know on a secret. You don't think so, it's true. Okay? So God established his authority And when he establishes authority, he establishes his his throne. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Which means he's upholding all things by the power of his word. And that means it's his authority. So God's authority represents God himself. Okay? Does that make sense? So God's authority represents God himself. And we use the power of that delegated authority in our life to enforce God's kingdom principles. God alone is authority. And we understand uh, Matthew. I think it's Matthew 28. Don't go there. He said... He's put himself in authority over all the heavens and the earth. Great. So what do we got to understand? God has placed authority in the earth, and we have an enemy that pushes against that authority in everything he does. Why? Because he is rebellious. Lucifer rebelled. That's why he's anti-Christ. Every anti-Christ spirit in the earth is rebellious to God's ways. So let me help you manifest... Let me show you, Um, now you might say, Pastor Chris, do you know who the Antichrist is? No, no one knows who the Antichrist is, but let me show you where you see the Antichrist in the earth. Anything that is opposite to Christ's teaching is Antichrist. So if, now watch this, and you're going to get mad, somebody's going to get mad, but I don't really care, okay? So look at the things that God says is important. Every time you see what God said, someone that does something outside of God's word is antichrist. Well, it's my cause. No, it, you, you're, it's the devil's cause. So if you're hearing it, the Bible says, walk in love. And everybody, like, well, you don't have to walk in love to certain people because they don't deserve it. That's antichrist teaching. The earth is full of antichrist ideas. Jesus said, protect the babies, Do not, you know, hurt the little ones, protect the children. The earth says, kill them, who cares? That's anti-Christ thinking. I don't care what you think. You know what I mean? Jesus said, walk in love. Jesus said, so whatever Jesus teaches, when you see this anti-Christ agenda, you understand it's not people, it's devils. Does that make sense? He, he said Adam and Eve, right? Everybody got, no, we got like everything you could think of, man. All this different stuff. And we go, well, who's teaching that? Well, if God's teaching Adam and Eve, anything else that's not Adam and Eve is what? Coming from a different agenda. And people sitting here going, well, you know, no, man, you better get the deer out of the headlights and wake up. This is where the church has to be positioned and understand. Now, this is what, I'm, I'm being very sensitive. You say, Pastor Chris, this could, this could get, no, listen, man, you could believe whatever you want to believe. Nobody's forcing you to believe what I'm telling you. But if I believe it, don't get mad at me. I know I'm going to heaven. I don't have one shadow of a doubt. So people are scared to die. I'm not. I know where I'm going. I don't even really believe we die. I don't, I, I'm going to say something. This is crazy. You're probably like, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we never really die. So you never really die. You just leave. You leave the dimension of earth because you're, you're, this is funny. You're a dual dimensional individual, a Christian. Everybody is. But some people don't. The people that have fear are the people that understand they don't have sanity where they're going. You just leave one environment and step into a different citizenship in a different place because your, your dual citizenship has been provided by the new birth. So I could stay in the earth for as long as I want to stay in the earth, and then I just step over right into heaven. You'd be like, Enoch, I just walk without in the earth no more. I really don't believe, I'm serious, man. A lot of people, death grips them. Well, you could grip death and, and go when you want to go. There's nothing scary about it. But in serving God, we must not violate God's rules and regulations and laws. Now, you might say, well, you know, the Bible says all things are not beneficial for me to do, but all things are legal. That's taken out of context completely. What he's explaining is this. He's not saying you can do all the things you want to do. That is not what he's saying. What he's basically saying is, you possess your own body. That is all he's trying to explain there. He's not saying it's good for you to get into these messes. He's not talking about God blessing your mess. That is not what he's talking about. He is talking about this because that would be double-minded and God is not double-minded. Okay? We have to understand. And I kind of got to put this in a position where you understand it. If you're going to serve God, you're going to have to disconnect from this anti-Christ theology. Now that sounds simple. Well, I know that. Well, yeah, but there's a controversy within the universe is centered upon this rule of authority. And you see it because this agenda is... This is what we want to tell you. This is the authority. Well, time out. When do I buck the authority of the earth when it doesn't line up with the authority of God? Now, that doesn't mean you revolt and go crazy. That just means I don't have to subject myself to the opinion that does not line up to the word of God, but I still got to be respectful to the authority that gave it. And that's where most Christians miss it. You know, you want to start talking about the president and blasting off about the guy. I mean, look, 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 man. That authority, whether we like it or not, from the beginning of time, not just this administration, last administration, every administration. You know, somebody the other day was talking about Nixon. I, man, I wasn't around for Nixon. I mean, I was in the air, but I don't remember the guy, you know. And Watergate and all this. I'm like, look, I ain't got nothing to say about it. Why? Because, man, the guy in authority doesn't need to be talked about because if God plays someone in authority, when you come against the authority, you're basically, whether it's good or bad, you're coming against God. That's what he told you. And most Christians don't want to live like this because they want to make excuses to basically be able to do what they want to do. But I'm telling you God's authority is serious. And if you want to have authority, you've got to submit yourself to authority. So one of the greatest demands of the Bible is for me and you to walk in obedience to the will of God. So, I don't know about you, but you got to ask yourself some serious questions here. I think David is one of the greatest examples of this. Because even when Saul went off the deep end, he wasn't playing with him. And this is where it's big, because Saul disobeyed a a, a command to destroy all the Amalekites. God demanded him to do something that he didn't listen. The greatest man... God ordered Saul to attack the Amalekites and to destroy them utterly. That's 1 Samuel 15. We're not going there. Yet after his victory, Saul spared Agag, the king of the Amalekites, along with the best of the sheep, oxen, beasts, lambs, everything that was good. Saul did not follow the instruction. And Samuel came to him and said, behold, obedience is better than sacrifice, bro. You're in trouble, man. These things were supposed to be sacrifices for the Lord, but you decided to keep them. So really, that's a form of rebellion in worship. So people are really rebelling in their worship to God when they disobey the ordinances that God put together. This is big, man. If you're going to walk in authority before you ever get to authority, you're going to have to express a place of subjection. So the subjection is found in not my opinion, but God's. See what I'm saying? Like God says, this is my authority, right? And Saul's like, what's, uh, what's the big deal? Instead of subjecting himself to step in that authority, he lifted his own opinion above it and destroyed himself. I'm telling you, man, David and Saul's deep. Because I know you all remember that. And I'll tell you the thing I like about David was even though it wasn't convenient, because you know, man, I think, man, that cave, that cave was deep, bro. David, when he found Saul, right? And uh, 1 Samuel 24, we don't have to go there, but you can just go read this thing. David finds Saul in the cave and spares his life. And Saul basically confessed that David was more righteous and David explains to Saul, I'm not going to kill you even though I can't even though you're trying to come kill me because I'm not going to touch the anointed. Man, I'm going to tell you that's another thing. That's been a hot topic all this week. And I might as well talk about it. Man, look, this is going to be strong, man. I feel this. Because somebody's got to teach you this. You, you should never, never, and this is not manipulation from the pulpit You can have an opinion about me, but you should never express your opinion about someone that's called by God beyond your place of prayer for yourself. You're foolish because you're saying, and I got to be careful, I got rebuked for this, not publicly. Um, I got personally rebuked by God. Um, I rebuked myself, and I had to repent. People love to gossip and drag you into this stupid conversation. And when you see Saul, you understand, and you see David, Saul was shot out. Everything that David saw within Saul was true. But David would not lift his finger towards him or his voice against him. And I said something the other day. I went somewhere, and this is going to be bold for some of you, but whatever you know it's good for you i went to a meeting overseas and when you go there there's sometimes people there that are not there with your agenda in mind and to be serious to be honest when you first go you're a little bit nervous per se to the to the size of what's coming at you and um and it's it's a little it's a little freaky just to be straight so i'm in this thing there's, there's, there's a lot of people, thousands of people. And, you know, you could feel the press against you to break you. Like, um, Mara Cirillo said, do, do you have to have a breakthrough anointing for overseas. And you do. It's a different atmosphere. It resists you harder. The American church is, is, is resistant, but not like that. Certain atmospheres are very resistant. So I get there, and I don't know why they tell you this stuff. They should shut up about it. But they're like, hey, man there's people in this meeting praying against you. I was like, why do you tell me this? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, thanks. I got to deal with all this. And now you you, you, nitwits got to come and tell me you think there's somebody here standing against me. So the moment it hit me, it wasn't fear. I basically said this, and you could think this is wrong, but I don't really care. I said, well, you better get ready to drag them out of the building because they're probably going to die. And they looked at me like, what where, where planet are you coming from? Is this guy scared? I said, no. I said, the problem is this. I know that if you rise up against me, I shouldn't have an enemy in the earth. I don't have any. I'm not mad at anybody. So I said, you better get ready to drag them out. They're probably going to die. Because I'm God's servant right now with God's anointing. And anything that tries to come against me in my assignment, I pray God destroys it. Were you praying against people? No. Why are people praying against me? That's stupid. So I prayed mercifully for them, but you understand what I'm saying. This, this thing's serious with God, that if you're anointed to do what God's called you to do, that authority was put on you. Now listen to me. This is where I got in trouble. I qualified the people based upon their, their personality, and I was looking at their, um, their humanity their humanity's miserable. Their lifestyle was horrific. And they're standing there with God. Wait a minute, though. Just because the man could not hold on to what God gave him in the anointing gives me no right to speak about him. That makes me the fool. So God anoints people. And people sometimes cannot maintain what they've placed upon their self with God And now they don't make right choices and we disqualify what God put on them because of their behavior and character. Guess who the dummy is? It ain't them. They messed up. They got to talk to God. But the moment you rise up in judgment against them, God will judge you. And you say, whoa, now here's why. Did God give them that authority? Did God give them the title? Did God give him the position? Then who am I to say, hey, God, what you picked isn't good enough. So I had to repent. I don't have nothing to say about nobody, especially doing what they need to be doing for God. Why? Because, see, he says, touch not thy anointed. Why? I ain't touching you, man. Why? Because God put something on you that if I slander it, or I speak negative about it, or if I, you know, it's like, it's funny, like, you know, even here in the church, it's funny, right? Like, you you know, we've had, we maybe had people, you know, or maybe somebody's come, or maybe there's a minister you like, or maybe it's a TV personality, or maybe it's somebody you watch, or maybe it's somebody like this. And you go, man, that is just not for me. That's okay. Don't say it. Man, even this, right? Check this out. I've had people do this. They got mad at me here. Let me give you another one. You want another one? I don't know if Grant was here for this, but people, people were preaching and people, people rise up against someone anointed, right? People did this to me. Like, oh man, that guy, I said, you should just shut up. Nobody wants your stinking opinion. Now Go slow. Nobody cares about your opinion. But you're just showing everybody you're a fool. So you give your opinion, and now it's out. I had to pray for people. Because I know what happens if you come at me in that spirit realm. I'm praying you get judged. And I'm not praying merciful prayers. Slay my enemies. Where'd you find that? Four places in Proverbs, six in Psalms. What do you got backing you up? You ain't got enough word, bro. Because you wouldn't be opening your mouth. So people think they're doing the this, this society a favor by opening their pie hole when all the while you should have been quiet because right now you just turned the table of judgment towards your life. I don't think it's that big a deal. I totally think it's that big a deal because authority came from God. Listen, the President of the United States right now is getting hammered. It is disgusting how people talk about this guy. Okay? That's just the truth. Well, who'd you vote for? Nobody's business, man. I had people in this church wanted me, left the church, total fools, foolishness. I don't know this. I just assume this. Right? Where do we stand politically? I stand with the Bible. Where do you stand? Who cares where you stand? Listen, man, I'm walking in love. Right? Ridiculous how they're talking about this, man. And and, and people think it's funny. It ain't funny. It's authority, man. Nobody said we got to go with everything he's saying. Congress, the city, the states. Come on, man. This place is falling apart. They're hell-bent. It's anti-Christ. The agenda is anti-Christ. We understand this. But I don't need to rise up with my opinion. Let me give you my eight-page dissertation, why I don't think the guy's fit to be leading the... Why do you got to say it? Is it, is it, is it, is it ministering any kind of grace? Now, I understand. People ask me stuff in private. Great. Am I rebuking you? Maybe I am. If I'm rebuking you, get over it. You got to understand, read, did you read Romans 13? There's no way to get around it, man. Authority was put here by God. I I don't like the police department. Okay, why? Well, there's people, there's bad accountants. I'm pretty sure there's some police officers that do not have the right agenda. Yes. I'm pretty sure there's some lawyers don't have the right agenda. I'm pretty sure, I guarantee you, there's some preachers don't have the right agenda. That doesn't mean everybody, that's it. We all just get to go do what we want to go do. Free for all around the world. No. Authority was placed by God. What do you do when you come under the oppression of the hand of authority that's not godly? You still stay subject to it. Look at the Bible. Pharaoh after Pharaoh after Pharaoh after Pharaoh. Let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people go. Let me... It was what? It was pain. Christians don't, un- don't understand this word. Cannot stand it. I'm going to do a series on it. It's going to be phenomenal. You th- you're going to suffer with Christ in the earth, man. It's part of the Christianity. We don't want to talk about it. Nobody preaches it. I was in a meeting with a TV preacher watching it, and he skipped over the pain. He skipped the scripture where it says, and after you suffer a while you're going to see this. stuff. Nobody wants to talk about suffer. Nobody wants to talk about sacrifice. Nobody wants to talk about lay it down. Nobody wants to talk about live with the authority. Nobody wants to talk about this because it's not popular, but it's the truth. And I'm not going to get in trouble with God for you. Guess what? Turn the, turn the internet off. I'm almost, I'm done. I'm two minutes done. Come on. You know what I'm saying? But this is what you got to hear. Listen, man, I got an idea about everything. I got a, I got a private opinion that I will leave in private People have asked me, I will answer you. But I'm telling you what, publicly, I don't got nothing to say. There's five preachers right now. They're totally ludicrous, what they're saying. I watched this one guy, he wears me out. F- hands down. If I mention his name, all of America will know. I didn't even tell my wife who it is. The guy's a clown. He's a blatant, just ridiculous. Oh, Pastor Chris, tell me who it is. No, I'm not even going to. I prayed for the guy to wake up. Why? Because it's not my place. It's not, God has not called you, know, not called you to be the prophet of doom in the body of Christ. These are the messages we got to hear, guys. Pastor Chris, what do I do? I don't agree with what's going on in the world we're living in. Nobody does. If you're a Christian, how in the world can you agree with this? I cannot believe the lack of competence of most Christians when Antichrist teaching is prevalent, they agree with it, and they say, oh, that should be the way the world should be. You can't be this stuck on silly a day in your life. It's the truth, guys. I know it's not easy to hear the truth, but the truth is the truth. So today... We got to ask ourselves a question. I can't fix the world, but I'm going to fix relevant if you need it. And we're going to hear this. And this is good stuff. Maybe you need to repent. Maybe you do. I did. I had to repent. Bro, I had to repent. I was talking smack about people I should have been shutting up about. And I ain't talking smack no more. So I repent. You ain't got to go tell nobody. Just privately. Hey, man, you know what? I might not agree with you, but God, I repent because I don't need to be talking like that for my own well-being. I understand authority came from heaven, and whether I like it or not, hey, you know what? I'm going to roll with it. So today, when we start getting into authority, you see what I said? you got to subject yourself before you get it. you got to get under before you can get over. you got to get under what God wants you to get under so God can get you, put you over what God wants to put you over. So a lot of us sometimes are like, well, where's my... You got to get under first, and then you go over. Until you get under, you can't go over. And that's the key with authority. The guy, the Roman centurion knew it. He said, man, he said, listen, I got this. He said, I am a man under authority. If I say it, I say it, they do it. But I got under before I ever got older. He said, Jesus, I see you're that same kind of man that if you say it, they're going to do it. So he got under the authority of the word and then God put him over grace. And I ain't never seen faith like this before. So the key to authority is subjection before it is ever elevation. And that is what we got to understand because that is one of the greatest keys you and I can learn. Now, I don't want it for that. I understand that I'm walking in the spirit. Amen. That's a lot. That's good stuff. That's grown-up stuff you need to hear. Because the more the church gets unsettled, we got to get settled because of what God is doing in the earth through the church. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you. We might be in here tonight, and we might need. like, hey, man, i got to repent. You know, I said some stuff I shouldn't have said. I talked the way I shouldn't have talked. I did some things I shouldn't have did. Instead of me praying, I was, you know, blabbing my mouth. I repent. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Make me new. Let me pray for my leaders. Let me pray for my government. Let me pray for my city. Let me pray for everybody. And let me have a greater understanding of who I am in Christ and what I can accomplish and what I can do. So, Father, I just thank you right now for blessing these guys, forgiving us where we need to be forgiven elevating us where we need to be elevated and moving in our midst to take us to another level of understanding the spiritual authority that's been given to us so we can walk in the victory of it in Jesus mighty name we pray and everybody said amen praise the Lord man got a couple announcements for you it's going to be awesome check these out I'm going to see you Sunday 9 and ten thirty. I love you God bless you and I'll see you then thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor Chris Sarnum If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at RelevantFL.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.